Hi, I'm Jen White, and this is Reset. Last week, Governor J.B. Pritzker ordered that restaurants and bars across Illinois shut down to help stop the spread of the novel coronavirus. I am ordering all bars and restaurants in the state of Illinois to close to the public as of the close of business Monday night, March 16th through March 30th. Some restaurants are offering takeout and delivery, but they've now been closed to dine-in customers for nearly a week, and the industry is taking a major financial hit, something local officials have recognized. We are working with restaurant owners and food delivery services across the state to see if restaurants can safely keep their kitchens open so the restaurants can continue food delivery to people at their homes. No question that our local economy is being hit hard by this crisis. Most notable is our hospitality industry, conventions, hotels, restaurants, bars, and other forms of entertainment and service industries are suffering. So to find out more about the impact COVID-19 is having on the Chicago restaurant industry, I checked in with two local restaurant owners, Jason Hamill from Lula Cafe in Logan Square and Victor Love from Josephine's Southern Cooking in Chatham. And Jason started things off with just how much Lula Cafe, a Logan Square staple for more than two decades, has been affected. Our experience was a complete and utter loss of our uh, of our business. And we, you know, we shut down on uh, Sunday night and uh, employees uh, were all laid off. Um, and it's been a shock to the system. And we're sort of regrouping and deciding like how best to take care of those workers who lost their jobs, um, how best to be active and advocate for them and uh, to make a good comeback. So delivery or, or curbside service, that wasn't an option for your restaurant? Um well, I think that's a good option for some people, um, and we definitely are considering uh, doing that in the short term. I think uh, it depends on the business, and frankly, it depends on the individuals running that business if they have, um, you know, uh, issues that they're in their own personal lives that they need to take care of as well. So I don't think it's uh, anything more than a personal decision for each uh, uh, business, and also whether it's viable for them is you know, dependent on a couple of different things. But we definitely are considering that for the short term. Well, I would I would imagine that it's not just about what happens in your restaurant. There's a, a supply chain um, that's attached to that restaurant. How have you, what kind of conversations have you been having with suppliers? Well, I, for sure, the I believe that there, you know, as the governor has said, and the mayor and, uh, and others, there's a lot of food in the system. And um, I think that people can operate successfully. I mean, we're a business that that um, really focuses on local uh, farms and relationships with small producers. So certainly, that's one of our uh, one of our per, you know issues for our own business and how to come back uh, with those relationships intact because those people are also suffering. Um, but I, there's enough food in the system uh, for sure, and uh, I think that there's viability. It's just a question of getting it off the ground and having the workers to be able to do that because people uh, do need to stay home and uh, that also you know, affects the workers in, the, uh, in that population. I want to bring another voice into this conversation. We have Victor Love, owner of Josephine's Southern Cooking in Chatham. Victor, welcome to the program. Good morning. Thank you guys for having me. So Josephine's Southern Cooking has been a pillar of the Chatham community for more than 30 years. What kinds of adjustments have you had to make during this coronavirus outbreak? Well, just as the gentleman had said earlier, um, 
We have uh, a certain uh, demographic of employees that uh, are not able to get to work at this point due to uh, funds and we are and due to age. So, but uh, we we still have a, a nice supportive team, and then we've had volunteers that come in and uh, assist us with getting food out um, to senior citizens. That's what our mission is at this point. Uh, we are operating with um, Grubhub, Uber Eats, and DoorDash for regular takeout orders. Uh, it's been kind of slow. Uh, some days are better than others, but uh, I, I guess my mom's, uh, which is Mother Wade. Her real focus was making sure that uh, her senior customers had been provided for. You know, they supported us down through the years, and um, we had a few of them calling in wanting to know if we could bring some food to their house or what have you. And then once that that happened, then my mother just went big with it and started trying to reach out to a lot of her senior customers and provide them with food at no cost even, you know, just trying to give them a, a balanced plate that will get them through the day. And uh, from there, it is um, mushroomed off to um, bigger and better things. We're, we're working now with uh, some supportive partners and churches, local churches, that are helping to uh, feed over three to 500 seniors a day. So we started yesterday, and uh, we did a test run, and we did over 200 meals on yesterday. And starting tomorrow, we will be doing anywhere from three to 500 meals uh, that will work in three different levels. One, we will be dropping off um, uh, large quantities at select senior citizen homes in Chatham, Auburn, Gresham, Inglewood, you know, just surrounding the, the restaurant. And then we uh, are taking call-in orders that we have a team of people that will actually be going out, ringing the doorbell, putting the plates on the stoves, and, you know, on their front porch and leaving. And then we have the last layer that we were getting calls from all over the city, the west side, the south suburban areas, and we're not able to accommodate them. So uh, we're allowing them to send a relative or a friend in and pick that plate up for them and get it to them as well. So we have three different levels of how we're servicing the community. Well, Victor, it sounds like your your restaurant, your family, um, has really made the decision to focus on the elders in in our community. Why is that so important for you? Well, um, you, you got to know Mother Wade. Uh, she's concerned about everybody because that's why they call her Mother Wade. But uh, she's a senior herself, and we've kind of had to uh, lock her down because mm-hmm. she wants to be in the house, I mean, at the restaurant with us. And my mom is 77, and my dad is 84, and he's uh, suffering through dementia right now. So, so for her hands are full at home with taking care of him, and uh, she still wants to try to come and help cook and deliver food. And, you know, she, she, she sometimes to me she tries to do too much at her age. But uh, we've, got, we've gathered enough uh, millennials and, and the Generation X babies to come in and help get these, um, these meals out and cook the food. And we have a, a tremendous team of chefs that are... Uh, leading the way with making sure the food is prepared right, and we're just putting it together and getting it out there on a quality meal. Well, when the governor first announced the closures, restaurants were going to be closed until March 30th, but then on Friday we got this announcement. Starting tomorrow evening, Saturday, March 21st at 5 p.m. until the end of April 7th, all our residents will be subject to a stay-at-home order. We are doing all that we can to maintain as much normalcy as possible while taking the steps that we must to protect you. 
So that extended the closures until April 7th, but the governor acknowledged that it may extend even longer. Jason, what what does that mean for the viability of Lula Cafe? Um, well, I feel like Lula is, is strong and ready to come back. Um, but I think that ultimately what we're seeing right now is that the restaurant industry was already a fragile one, the hospitality industry, to be use a wider term. And uh, I'm working with a lot of small independent businesses right now to advocate upon uh, our behalf for some real action from the government because um, you'll, there's a hashtag going around now, too small to fail. If you can remember the too big to fail um, you know, uh, line from the banking crisis, we're too small to fail. We're many, many hundreds of thousands of businesses that are at the precipice here and really need some support to make it through. We don't know if this is going to be a few weeks or a few months. And we were, um, you know, we're looking for support in many different ways. Uh, and we're hoping that the stimulus package that's currently being debated in Congress now uh, comes through, not only for big business, but also for small independent businesses. And Victor, what about for Josephine Southern Cooking? You're a family owned business. What does this extended closure uh, until at least April 7th mean for you? Well, to, to even get that news, my phone started ringing where uh, customers and, and, you know, it's one thing, you, you know, the one thing about feeding people, you become a part of a, a, an extended family. And I, I can't tell you the outpour of phone calls that we've had, probably like yourself, Jason, people calling to make sure we're okay because they know what we mean to the community. And, uh, it's it's a devastating blowing for us to be on 79th Street, and that that's been a huge battle over the last few years. With uh, we've been broke into, uh, we had the copper stolen out of there a year ago. I don't know if you guys remember that story, mm-hmm. but we've had a lot of just misfortunes, uh, things to happen to us, and to still be fighting to keep this business in the community, it's been a struggle. And uh, but but the but the gratitude or the, or the the gratefulness that I feel is that when people call to say how's Mama doing and let me order some food to try to keep the doors open and make your payroll, those are the things that make you feel good. But it's 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 taking a major effect. Just like we're, we're the small business on the block, you know, we don't have a surplus of money stashed away somewhere for these type of rainy days. So um, it's it's it's, it's taking a major impact on all of us. Now, Jason, you made a post on Instagram where you called on Governor Pritzker asking him to take some specific actions to help the industry. Let's take a listen. Many small restaurant owners and hourly employees simply will not survive this restaurant closure without your help. We're asking you to immediately announce a detailed plan to support emergency unemployment benefits to all workers furloughed during this crisis to eliminate eliminate the payroll tax and for rent and loan abatement for workers impacted by this mandate. Show us what those people with means and power intend to do for those who have none. Really quickly, Jason, we've got about 30 seconds here. Have you had any response from the state at this point? Oh, I mean, I think the state and the mayor's office has responded and will respond more. And uh, now we're looking for the federal government to do the same and not forget about independent restaurants in this push for a stimulus plan. We've been speaking with Jason Hamill of Lula Cafe in Logan Square and Victor Love of Josephine's Southern Cooking in Chatham. Jason, Victor, thank you so much for speaking with us. We appreciate it. Thank you for having us. Thank you. Good luck, Victor. 
And that's today's Reset. For the latest on COVID-19 in Chicago and beyond, go to wbez.org slash coronavirus. I'm Jen White. Thanks so much for tuning in. Let's talk again soon.